Welcome to the FemiPod. These are conversations about females for everyone to listen to, learn from and engage with. Brought to you by your Femi founders, Mr. Kieran and myself, Lydia O'Donnell. back to the Femipod for episode number 76. Yes, we are back and we've been away for a wee while, but it's so good to be back. And as you would have heard, we have a fresh tune to welcome you into the Femipod. So big shout out to Clay Baxter, who created our new tune for the Femipod. Hopefully you're all jazzed up and inspired by it. I am here, of course, with my bestie, Esty. Est, how are you? Yeah, I'm really good. Thanks, Liz. I'm excited to be here and be back. Yeah, be back on the Femipod. And hope that everyone's had a good couple of weeks. It's been a bit weird not being back on the pod. I know it has felt a bit strange not having these conversations every week, but it is so nice to be back. And we have some very exciting episodes coming up. So yeah, great to be back and look forward to some really interesting and exciting chats to come. But for now, we thought today we'd just update you all on what we've been up to over the last few weeks. It has been a very busy few weeks for us at FEMI. And uh, we are now in the depths of winter here in Australia. So Esther and I are just trying to stay warm. I know I'm in Queensland where it seems like it shouldn't be that cold, but um, for some reason I feel quite cold at the moment. <laughs> How is New Zealand at the moment and what have you been up to, Esther? I f- feel like it's so funny when you say that because Lids told me this morning that it's 20 degrees in Queensland. <laughs> I shouldn't complain, but I'm like literally rugged up in a hoodie at the moment. Nah, fair enough. It's what you're used to, right? Like, I feel like, yeah, you're used to what um, your surroundings are like. And some people just, like, naturally don't like the cold very much. So, yeah, I've been good. New Zealand is freezing. I am currently wearing a hoodie, a puffer, a beanie, a hot water bottle, fluffy slippers, and I'm still cold. And so that's what I'm dealing with at the moment. And we've also had, like, the most horrendous winds ever, like extreme, extreme winds. And... Yesterday, I decided I didn't want to brave them. So I did my TGT workout, my Tough Girl Tuesday, on um, the treadmill. So, yeah, I chose to, you know, just ignore that factor and get my butt on the treadmill. And it was actually really good. I felt good. So, um, yeah, like surviving winter over here. I was saying the other day, I actually quite like running in winter because I don't get as sweaty. I'm quite a sweaty person. I did a race once over in Australia um, called Nitro Athletics and it was like the funnest race ever, but it was a heat wave and it was like 35 degrees and I'm just like such a sweaty person and I was warming up and then this Australian sprinter guy comes up to me and he goes, you are the sweetiest girl I've ever seen in my whole life. (laughs) That's so rude. I know. And I was like dripping all down my face and stuff and I was like, yeah, I know. And like just walked off. I was like, I already know that I'm super sweaty. Don't we just love when guys feel like they have the right to comment on how we look? I know. I was just like, what made you say that? I was like, I'm pretty sure that people that sweat a lot, there's a lot of them in the world. You know, I wouldn't be the sweetiest, but I am quite a sweet human. But it's funny, me and Liz sometimes compare our sweatiness and like my sweat all comes out of my head and Lydia's it comes in her, out of her legs and her arms. Is that right? Well, it depends if I've moisturized. Like if I have moisturized my arms and my legs, I sweat so much. So I get stuck in this place of being like, do I moisturize to look after my skin and get really sweaty on my next run? Or do I just like 
not moisturize, sacrifice my skin and have dry skin so that I don't sweat as much. Like that is the debacle I face every day. That's a hard one. Yeah, that's a really tough one. Um, I would suggest straight out of the shower, you moisturize and hopefully by the time you run again, it's gone. Yeah, I think I absorb the moist, like moisturizer so much that it lingers until I sweat it out. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, but yeah, so that's good. So I do enjoy that part of, of winter. Um, but yeah, training has been going well. I feel like I am progressing and I had a great one kilometer workout a couple of weeks ago and had some times that I haven't run in a really long time, which was super cool. I, yesterday on the progress of tempo, I did, you know, sometimes that I was stoked with as well and my heart rate was relatively good. So I think, yeah, like it's all, it's all coming together, which is exciting. Um, I struggled two weeks ago because I had this really weird thing pop up um, about, yeah, two Tuesdays ago. So fortnight ago, I did my progressive tempo and I felt really tired and I was like, oh, that was a bit of a shitty workout. Um, And then my stomach just got like really, really sore. And then I, yeah, had a bit of an upset tummy that whole day and like, you know, going to the toilet more often and just not in a happy, happy place. Um, And then I just thought it must be like a gastro bag or something. And then it just kept on going and going. And then it was there like all the way till Sunday. Um, And so I was like, that's weird. Gastro normally goes away in like two days. And I was sort of getting a bit worried. I was like, what is this? Like I was struggling to eat food. And as the day went on, I just get more and more bloated and like in pain um and so yeah I ended up going to emergency on Sunday and like getting all these tests done and then I get a call on Tuesday the week after because it was still going so a whole week now over seven days and yeah I had this really weird thing called eosinia which I have been educating people on since because I didn't know it existed (laughs) and it's like a really uh quite intense like gastrointestinal bacterial infection um and so yeah you get it from uncooked or raw pork and I don't eat pork and so I was like where have I got this thing from so yeah I've been racking my brain as to where it's come from but I'm happy to say that I'm feeling a lot better and training's good again I was able to mainly run through it because like the mornings were good and I wasn't in pain yet and then as the day goes on um I wasn't able to do some like double runs in that but yeah it was so weird and I was like what is this thing (laughs) um so yeah if anyone gets pain for over seven days or, or you know even over two days go check it out I suggest um but yeah <laughs> apart from that training's been really good I'm training for the um Mount Monganui 10k in August and then I'm going to do NZ road relays in September and then I really want to do the Melbourne half marathon if I can fit it in um alongside Femi stuff so those are kind of the big goals at the moment with training what about you Liz how's your training how's it been in America, have you been able to keep things up or uh, I can't imagine it would have been easy? Yeah, it's been um, a wild few weeks. So for those who don't know, I spent the last three or four weeks over in the States. So I actually went over there for work with Nike. Um, we spent about five days 
at the Nike headquarters in Portland, which was incredible. And then a couple of weeks of just traveling around the US and connecting with people on behalf of Femi and just like chatting about Femi and spreading that Femi goodness around the world. And it was an amazing trip, but just like really full on. Like it was pretty hectic every day. I was either traveling or meeting and working with people and trying to train when you are traveling that much can be really difficult. You know, I think when I'm back home, I'm in a pretty like structured and regimented routine where I'm just like, I'll get up at 5am every day. I'm training by 6am, you know, every evening I'm either in the gym or going for another jog. So like, I'm pretty structured with my training when I can be at home. But when you're traveling, there's like, you lose a lot of that structure and a lot of control over where you are and what you can achieve. So um it was difficult, but I was still able to run, which was amazing. I think the week that we spent at Nike, we were like on the bus heading to headquarters at like 6.30 in the morning. So um, I luckily had one of my friends, Dave Ridley, who's the other Nike run coach here in the Pacific with me. And so we were up at like five o'clock doing a run before we had headed to headquarters. But from then on out each day, we were just like in back-to-back um, like meetings. So Training did kind of suffer a little bit that week, but I was still able to get in a few miles. And then um, the week after, the following weeks, I was able to probably do a bit more training where I was able to get in my speed sessions and some of my longer runs. And it was really amazing. I think the the beauty of traveling and training is that you get to see new places every single day and like you don't really experience a city any other way like you do when you're running, you really get to see everything. And it's so amazing. I remember the first time I went to New York, um, this, the day I got there, I put my running shoes on and ran the entire like circumference of Manhattan. I think it ended up being like 26 Ks, but I literally saw every single like tourist site possible in one run. And I was like, cool, I'm the city now I can leave. Um, so yeah, through like I went up to um, Seattle and ran around the Green Lake up there, which was beautiful. Went to San Fran, ran the Golden Gate Bridge, headed to LA, got to connect with some run crews down there. So it was awesome to kind of like try and get out of that, that real structured routine that I'm usually in and just be a bit more flexible with training and then make the most of like running while I was kind of traveling around. So it's been all good. Like I still feel relatively fit. I think the last couple of weeks I was able to clock like 100, 120 K. So that's still pretty good for me. Um, But now that I'm home, I'm like really excited to just like get back into the full swing of things and just put my head down, bum up and work really hard. I know um, before I went to the US, I did a 10 K race in Brisbane where I ran okay, considering I was pretty sick the week before. So I think my fitness is there. It's just probably like tuning up my legs to get ready to like actually run a really solid race. So I am looking at hopefully racing in uh, August, September. I'm not sure exactly what the races are, but I um, love the Sunshine Coast Marathon. I've done the marathon and the half there before, and that's about six weeks away. So that potentially is one on the cards for me. I have this dream that I've been talking to my partner James about of going to Burning Man and running the 50k ultra there but it's like not that far away and it's also a lot of money and I've also just traveled to the state so I don't know how feasible it is but if I can pull that off that would be insane because that's a dream that I've had for a very long time for those who are interested in ultra running I suggest looking it up it's pretty wild Um, you go to the Burning Man festival 
where I would say 99% of people are like on drugs and wasted. And then there's a 1% that just go there to run this 50K ultra that runs around the outside of the festival. And it's like, yeah, it looks right up my alley because it's so much more than just running. And I really am interested in like doing races that aren't just about like putting one foot in front of the other and running specific times and paces and coming specific places. So um, that one looks really cool. If I can't do it this year, I would love to do it next year. Um, And then, yeah, I don't know, like Melbourne Marathon is obviously in October, which is a big one for us. And super excited about that, whether I'm going to be racing or working there. So we have a few very exciting months coming up and hopefully the travel will calm down a little bit. I think I was saying to someone recently, other than, um, over Christmas time between I would say June last year and now which is over a year I think I've really I've been on a plane almost every week to 10 days so I'm just like hoping that I can be calm and settled in one place for a wee while and actually just get some consistency and training going and then look forward to some racing so yeah it's been pretty full-on time but the U.S. was amazing and shout out to anyone who's listening who I got to see over in the States. Yeah definitely I can't believe you are able to keep training up especially with that um that week at nike yeah it's pretty pretty incredible that you are able to continue to run um yeah any tips for people traveling around i know that i always struggle the most with like gym stuff i think that is the one thing that slips but yeah anyone like traveling that wants to keep up their training what are your what are your hot tips from your recent trip and, and all your experience with travel <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that what you just said is like you are going to have to make sacrifices. So figure out what those sacrifices are going to be. For me, it was gym. Like I was in a I was in hotel gyms every week, but as I'm sure you can all imagine, hotel gyms are not great. They never have squat racks or like heavy weights. So it's like just making do with what you have. Um, but knowing that like those sacrifices are going to have to be made. So just kind of suck it up and figure out like what is going to benefit you the most. And for me, that's just getting out to run whenever and wherever I can. Um, And then just being flexible with your schedule. Like there was times where I was doing like a speed session on a treadmill on a Monday morning, which is like super random for me. I would never usually do a speed session on a Monday, just working off my normal schedule. But it was just like what worked for me at the time and just being flexible with that. And like, if you can only get a half an hour jog in one day, don't beat yourself up for not being able to do your proper training. Just like be grateful that you even have that time to do that half an hour jog. So I think it is just like make sacrifices and be okay with it. Be flexible with your routine. Um, And then just focus on the positives of like, get out and go see things. I know I said I've been, I was running on a treadmill every now and then while I was traveling, but when I had the opportunity to just like go and explore a new place, I would hundred percent do it because you kind of forget that you're training and you're more just like focused on like going to see these new sites that you've never seen before. You should have seen me running over the Golden Gate Bridge. I was just like, aesthetic and like I was listening to some tunes and just like so excited to be there. I think it's always kind of been a dream to run over the Golden Gate Bridge and so to be there and there was no one else on the bridge at the time. There were cars obviously but on the running path which surprised me actually. I thought there'd be heaps of people out there but I was up on the bridge at pretty early in the morning maybe 6 or 7 a.m and there was not another soul and I was like this is wild. It was a beautiful blue sky day. Um, the sun was coming up over the city and it was just like so amazing. So 
yeah, like get excited to explore and use that as a motivation to keep moving and keep training while you're away, but also like be flexible and be okay if you can't get those runs in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I always love that part about traveling, like running is such a great way to get out and see parts of the city that you might not have time for if you're not on a strict schedule with work or you've got tons of plans on or something. It's such a cool way to see cities and city places. I, I love that. I can just imagine you on that bridge. having <laughs> <laughs> so a dance party by myself. I think yeah. the other thing is like when you're traveling for me, because I track all my sleep on my Apple watch, I know exactly how much sleep I'm getting every night. And my sleep patterns are usually so good. I have very good sleep hygiene and I'm like really pedantic about my sleep usually. And I'll get at least eight hours every night. But over the last month, my sleep got down to an average of like four and a half to five hours a night, which is shocking. And I'm not saying to anybody that that's a good thing. It's really bad. So I was like pretty tired and pretty exhausted. So also like knowing when you should be moving and when you should be exerting that energy and when you shouldn't, I think is really important because there'd be days where I'd like be trying to force myself through runs. And even now I'm still kind of recovering from the travel um, and my body just doesn't want to be there and doing it, you know? So it's like no point just pushing yourself when you're, when your physical or mental health are just not there. So take that into account because travel is fun, but it's also very exhausting. Definitely. Yeah. It's like one of those things they like you try to push through now and you'll just take longer to recover. It's like when we talk about recovering from sickness and stuff, it's probably quite similar because it's just your body's been through so much that it's better just to like, yeah, pull back a bit as you get back, sleep heaps, rest up, and then you'll catch back up way quicker. than if you continue to like try to push through, um, yeah. I know that you've been doing so much. Lids was telling me she was having 10 hour sleeps um, pretty much since she's been back. So that's good. I know your body will be like thriving very, very soon. <laughs> well, I got down to eight and a half last night, which feels like standard for me. So I feel like it's been a week nearly um, since I've been home. So it's definitely taken time, but we're there almost. It's, why don't we just chat a little bit about three things that you're excited about? I know there's so much happening in the Femi world at the moment and just women in sport in general. What are three things that are you, you're like hyped about for the future? Ooh, I love that question. Uh, three things that I'm hyped about. I'm hyped about the FIFA World Cup starting soon. I'm so excited uh, to, yeah, be amongst that and just see the support that's going to be poured upon these amazing athletes um, incredible woman so yeah I just can't wait to see that hype and what that can do for women's sport yeah so I'm really really excited about that and um, hoping to get into hopefully get to a game so we shall see but that would be so cool um, yeah just really excited about that I'm really excited about what's going on at Femi I know we always hint that there's something really big coming and I'm sure some of you have probably caught on <laughs> with some of the things that we've been saying and, and um, you know, putting up on Instagram stories and that sort of thing. But yeah, we just have something massive coming up really soon. So we are hustling very hard in the background for that. And um, just shameless plug, we just put two job interviews out for a software engineer and a product designer. So if that's you, um, if you've got five plus years uh, experience in product design or six plus years in uh, software engineering so front and back end experience 
um, and then product design, you are confident, not just in the design aspect, but also like, um, yeah, a lot deeper than that. And like the whole life cycle of a product, then hit us up. You can go to our website, hopefemi.co and submit an application form down the bottom in the about, um, in the about tab on the Femi website. Yeah. So, um, yeah, really excited about that and, and meeting those people and, you know, finding who's right for the Femi team. That's, that's really exciting too. Um, and then apart from that, I'm just really grateful to be finally able to continue to train like week to week. I know obviously just had that tiny bug and stuff, but it's something that's short lived. It's not like I'm constantly battling my body at the moment. Like I feel like I'm actually recovering and able to string weeks together and, yeah, I'm just excited. Like I feel really motivated. I think I was really struggling with motivation because of how much I was struggling to actually like train and perform. Um, so yeah, I just really am enjoying the process at the moment. And I'm, I'm proud of myself for like doing all the little things. Like I do rehab or stretching or gym like every day at the moment and I'm like sticking to it. So yeah, I'm excited about training and just yeah, seeing my body improve slowly. Those are those three things I'm excited about. What about you, Liz? So good. Um, yes, I'm excited about all the above as well for you and for us. Um, I feel like there's so much happening at the moment, which is like all really good things. I think the Melbourne Marathon journey I'm really pumped for. I think, you know, it's such a highlight of the year for me personally um, from a Nike lens, but also a female lens. It's so amazing seeing the community come together and we have some more um, news to share around Melbourne Marathon coming up. So stay tuned on that one. But just like, it's a really, yeah, exciting time of the year. Um, I am also excited about just continuing to grow the female community. I think for us, you know, we, Esther and I are so deep in like the business side of the company that we don't get to spend heaps of time with the actual beautiful people, like everyone listening. Um, so I'm excited to kind of travel around and spend more time with the community and also just like grow. We definitely want to expand our family run communities that we run every Friday. So if you are someone that is listening and excited about starting your own Femi run group, let us know, just slide into our DMs. We definitely want to continue to grow those around the world. It's been so incredible to see them grow to date. We now have have eight across Australia and New Zealand, and we want to expand to other areas around the world too. So it's just such a safe, vulnerable, beautiful space for women to connect. Um, and we'd love to get more people on board. So if you are someone that's interested, definitely get at us. Um, I am also very excited about my own training too, like really pumped to see hopefully some consistency over the next couple of months. And I really want to start sharing my training more. I think I've kind of been in this weird place over the last maybe year or few years of like pulling back from sharing my training so much because I went through a period of like sharing maybe so much on my training that people started. And we've spoken about this before, just like comparing themselves to what I was doing and then you know, having that responsibility or influence over other people and what they're doing based on what I'm doing is just not really what I want to be doing or what I feel like is right. Um, so I want to share my training in a way that inspires other people, but doesn't allow themselves to compare themselves to me. So yeah, I'm playing with a few ideas of how I can do that. And I'd love to hear from everybody if you want to slide into my DMs around like what you would want to see from my training. Because I feel like in the past... I, yeah, I guess 
when we think about other platforms where you share all of your training and your stats and your data, it's just kind of toxic. Um, and I want to do it in a really wholesome way. So I'm thinking about starting my own TikTok, which um, I haven't told you just about, but like posting my training every single day on TikTok so that people can follow along towards a marathon and see what we get up to or what I get up to. But I don't know if that's like what people would care about or want to see. So just let me know and um, maybe we'll take some actions from that. But yeah, excited to kind of just like be on my own journey, which aligns to what we're doing at Femi as well. And um, hopefully inspires other people to move in a way that's right for them too. Um, so that is exciting. Oh, and I'm getting married. I should probably throw that in there. That's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting married in a few months. So that's a big highlight, something that I've been looking forward to all year um, in the moments of quiet, which hasn't been a lot lately. But um, when I find time, I remind myself that I'm actually getting married to the love of my life. And that's very exciting. That's cute. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I forgot that too. What a terrible friend. But I am so excited. I can't wait. I've already been working on the speech, so don't you worry about that. Oh, no. <laughs> Love Amazing. It. Well, we, as we said, we have so many exciting conversations coming up. We've been now doing the podcast for over maybe like a year and a half. I don't know exactly, but it feels like a long time. And we've had so much great feedback on the podcast and, you know, all of you listening, we are so grateful for all your support. We have been told uh, by many people that we need to ask for you to review us and give us five stars because we don't have many reviews at the moment. And apparently that's important. So here is our big ask to now, once you've heard this conversation and you've listened to us regularly, go and give us some five stars and a review on the Apple podcast, um, because that would mean the world to us and it will definitely help us get our show out there more and be able to, you know, reach more and bigger guests as well. So we would be so grateful for that. But um, yeah, I think that's all from us today. Esther, do you have anything else to add? No, just, yeah. Rate and subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much. We'll be back in your ears next week for a really great conversation and many amazing guests after that. Thank you.